Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Respectfully Disagree. So, today we're discussing a piping hot topic, which is the hot take. Sorry for that terrible heat joke. Just this week, hot takes have ranged from takes on Sonam Kapoor's performance being like an assembly recitation at King Charles's coronation, to Aishwarya Rai's chemistry with Vikram, to people's different opinions on the violence in Manipur. This got all of us thinking about hot takes on the internet and whether they're ruining discourse. Um, this is Shishi, your host. And to start off with, I will ask each of us to serve our hottest take and then introspect on whether that's harmful or not. <laughs> who's going first? Also, I'm sure the first thing all our trolls are going to say is, <laughs> look who's talking about hot takes. Uh, yeah, it's a very, it's a very um, self-introspective episode. It's going to be... <laughs> I'm scared. I'm going to start with my loop, my relatively more lukewarm take, which is uh, code-related. I think that Indian desserts are almost always unequivocally bad. This is not a lukewarm take. No way. I also remember the moment in our pantry when Rohita had dropped this take on me and I almost fell off my chair. See, they are really sweet. They're like swimming in ghee. They're swimming in oil. They're, uh, if When they are not swimming in that, they're like been dunked in like hot, like they're like deep fried. They're like, I don't know. It just feels too much. It's excessive. This is who we are, Rohita. Please don't. I'm, I'm like a bhakt for gulab jamuns. So, please don't. Rohita, this is the episode you're going to get called anti-national. I know. We can see why people feel so strongly about hot takes. Okay, Denise, what about you? My hot take is uh, that Taylor Swift is very much overrated. I ne- just never say that out loud, out of being afraid of being called a pick me girl and um maybe i am but like how do, i just cannot like I, like objectively i just cannot get through a song i agree with that and i'll do you one better i think that fandoms in general are quite like i don't understand like i think fan culture like being a fan of anybody, I I am not I'm not a fan of that. Like so like you know, like creating a whole like, you know, I don't know, it's just like people who call themselves Swifties or like anybody who call themselves something that has to do with the fandom. I, I really don't understand because the object of their fandom is really not that impressive. I don't think anybody is as impressive as to warrant like millions and millions and millions of devoted people that yeah I'm also sounding like a really horrible pick me person right now <laughs> you also tend to wonder that do these people these people most probably don't even care right they just come to these places and and they're like oh I love my fans and things like that but obviously they don't have that kind of like personal co- connection the way like these fans have that kind of parallel social relationship so yeah it's confusing yeah i mean i i I see where you're coming from but i also think that uh yeah that like it's it's fun to be a fan and to 
reclaim that as long as you are not doing it in a mm. uh, in a obviously you know we are attacking people or where it goes to its extremes but otherwise i'm good with being a fan you have not shared your hot take shristi we haven't forgotten so my hot take is that the kardashians aren't as evil as they're given uh flack for like i i actually don't mind them too much as celebrities um yeah i have a soft spot for kim and uh, chris in particular and even kylie wow <laughs> i mean i think i agreed until um until you presented your point and then when you start stating your favorites that was when yeah, i yeah it mm-hmm. got too much i agree with that for sure 100% they're really fun to consume and they are meant to be consumed but i think before we go any further into this because there's a lot to debate on the hot take what is a hot take really how do you define a hot take and when did it become such a big part of our cultural discourse like i can't remember a time before we used this phrase <laughs> so if we dive deep into it so so apparently uh, the hot take started in sports radio commentary so it's actually it started also as a disparaging way to like accuse somebody of just saying whatever came to mind without thinking about it which is what commentators did when they were discussing a particular game on the radio with the intent to get like angry enraged callers to come and be like oh my god what the hell are you saying and like also like a way to boost engagement and then slowly this kind of made its way into journalism and it became a way to disparage every single piece of opinion writing as a hot take um and the most popular definition is something that Simon Malloy had written for Salon which is a deliberately provocative commentary that is based almost entirely on shallow moralizing uh, <laughs> and i think that's like the essence of it like why people have such um, a visceral reaction to hot takes is that it comes from a place of somebody saying something with like a with like a uh, i don't know image of themselves as taking a stand or like taking a moral stand or taking a moral high ground even um yeah or even just to be deliberately contrarian it, it inevitably centers the person with the take in a conversation that's not about them so yeah like then it just became a staple on twitter and on buzzfeed and on gawker and like these um sort of media entities that specialized in takes Okay that's that's interesting and then it's interesting that it originated in you know sports uh comment <laughs> commentary who would have thought um though yeah ravi shastri does dole out a lot of hot takes as we infamously remember about anushka sharma and virat kohli <laughs> um how, how do y'all personally look at a hot take like i mean i think we haven't really gotten down to that like what is your opinion of a hot take also do you agree with this definition like I don't necessarily agree with it as in I've seen other versions and I've I personally define a hot take as something which is like a controversial opinion or put out in response to something that's trending. So I feel like it doesn't have to be coming from a position of moralizing necessarily let alone shallow moralizing. Sometimes it's just like for instance the hot take you gave is a perfect example or even the one that um Denise gave is a perfect example of like 
not coming from a place of shallow moralizing right you're just like indian sweets suck or you're like taylor swift is overrated but it's not coming from a place of moralizing per se i feel like the intention also behind putting out this bad opinion this quote and quote controversial opinion or bad opinion or whatever um it depends on that as well um for example if um if i presented i i think taylor swift is overrated um just because of the fact that a lot of people like her and a lot of pe- like young girls like her and uh, that's just a like bitchy move that's that's if that was the sole reason then that's just a horrible uh, opinion it's not really a hot take but um if it is something about like objectively not liking the music then i don't think then i think it can be counted as a hot take but i don't know i feel that's also okay like i think it's better for people to express what they feel rather than that not being out there at all you know what i mean like let them say what they think and then let people be like this is not okay or blah 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 but i feel like it should totally be out there i wouldn't want that to get curbed or or that person to not say what they really think i also feel like uh, a hot take also has a place and a time for mm. it for example i'll tell you an incident uh, happened somewhere in college this was a white professor and my thesis was about food and things like that and um, she we were talking casually and she she just went like yeah i think indian food looks like baf anyway some <laughs> and this was her like if we look at it in that white person <laughs> context it was yeah people should be allowed to express what they think but you can do it only, you can give these hot, hot takes only in certain settings and you have to also be mindful about who you're talking to if in this case you can't talk like this way to an a student let alone an indian student yeah uh, but yeah so context audience <laughs> all that yeah okay fair enough i also feel like a hot take is also it's natural like i i'd say a lot of our stuff can also be called a hot take right and sometimes you do get things wrong because you were putting that out in a hurry and you had to put it together and you know if you look back at it retrospectively maybe you would have chosen your words differently but i think that like for me personally people should also accept that that's a part of of this media landscape and it's also a part of how the internet works and it's also okay like i think let's make space for hot takes in in that sense you know what i mean because i don't think each of them carries the kind of weight that people sometimes put on it yeah i agree with you that we kind of forgot how to engage with each other but my question is like is it even sometimes necessary to have an opinion about everything right like for example um the journalist like there's a tech journalist uh, charlie Ver- uh, Boisel who in the Atlantic was talking about the Oscar slap which is the inc- incident where Will Smith slapped Chris Rock for making a joke about his wife or Will, Will Smith's wife Jada Pinkett Smith um he called events like that mass attentional events because they kind of become like the epicenter of a lot of takes and what one thing that everyone noticed about the slap incident was that everyone who ever had a take on it if you go back in a few days 
their tweets will have been deleted but the damage is done like everybody's talking about it in some way or the other um and these are not his uh words but like in his case study he spoke about like all the different kinds of takes that people had around this one incident where people were kind of projecting their ideas of what happened onto something where we'll never know what happened which is like the slap is an example of toxic masculinity it trivializes physical violence uh it was some it had to do with race the reaction to it condemning the slap was racist the reaction condemning that reaction was also racist then so- somehow the slap became a metaphor for the ukraine russia war as for like, like seriously it was in a headline like it was something about like the will smith doctrine has no place in ukraine or something like that like someone <laughs> wrote an op-ed um but the point is like was all of this necessary and what did it ultimately do other than just like make people really angry for a few days regret that deleted but did it further the conversation about any of these topics like race patriarchy or anything in any way i really don't think so so then what was the point of it all that's i think the big question here to be very honest i loved all the hot takes on um the slap gate um and i have to say that even personally like when you spoke about it with people one on one you kind of got a sense of like okay who are you like i think one of these popular events where everybody a mass attention events as they call it where everybody weighs in and stuff it also gives you a sense of okay who are you and like where do you stand so you were saying okay this is bad but what like what is it coming at the cost of and will it will that thing which is more nuanced conversations on race patriarchy etc will it actually ever overtake the hot take discourse see i think in this case it's different because the people involved you can't touch them it's kind of like gods are fighting amongst themselves and then we like plebs have opinions about it but then like when it involves one of us um you know there's this whole thing that people say where twitter always has a main character and you should never be the main character of twitter for one day like the truth is the person who ends up being twitter's main character is like some ordinary random person who happens to weigh, say something and everybody piles on to them with their hot takes and it can be really really destructive like um i don't know what like this is not a perfect example of this what i just said but a few days ago there was some tweet talking about uh fresher starter salaries in india um and how like you know people are getting that post according to that person 50k as a starting salary for a fresher is is not enough and everybody was like weighing in on oh my god what are you saying it of course it's enough and like it became a whole conversation for an entire day where some some of it became like you know hostile towards this person they were making personal attacks they were calling her privileged they were calling her out of touch and all of that and all of that may be true okay or may not be but then the point is that hot takes end up being less about the take and more about attacking the person you disagree with which is like which can be really destructive right like um so it's one thing to like have opinions and express them in like a normal thought through way and it's another to just like drop one after the other to with the purpose of getting like maximum agreement and engagement or whatever i don't know so it can be destructive if you're talking about people who 
just generally are online on the internet i'm just going to like backtrack a bit about the uh, mass attentional events uh, thing so i feel like i'm i i don't fully agree with the fact that discourse around that takes does not further conversations of patriarchy and uh, gender and like general discourse because i feel like this particular incident maybe but if we look at the johnny depp and amber heard um case which was like which was live streamed there was so much media and like everybody had a hot take all the time all the time and even when we posted things like right, on social media the uh, internet went wild in the comments and people were fighting and things like that and that's where i think shishri your point about like it really shows uh, shows the it's very reflective of the of your friends opinions and things like that i feel like that's where it becomes somewhat of a useful tool no i don't know i see like with the johnny depp one i actually think that the hot takes were what derailed the conversation so much and made it so vicious right because in that case what made the conversation go that way was people whom you would have previously regarded as feminists uh coming out and saying actually hey i have a hot take that not all women are to be believed or like stuff like that right like some very provocative statements some like things about amber heard nobody knows what happened in that case and you're right it's not like as straightforward with uh, as it was with like weinstein or whatever um and so that makes it even more right for people to come out of the woodworks with um and it's also easy so like it's in a way like almost cowardice where you know you choose incidents where you choose um sort of like these mass attentional events where there isn't as much consensus and then over there because it it's easy to come out and say something controversial there because you know that it's not like so black and white where everyone's going to pounce on you and be like oh my god what the hell how can you say that so then that gave people a lot of leeway to to be like actually no my hot take is that it's not that simple and women can also be abusers and blah 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 and it's like saying something which we know to be true as in like nobody's saying that women cannot be abusers but to come and give that hot take in that moment of time for that case was what turned the conversation so toxic right um so i really feel like the the event on which people are weighing in it really matters what we say when we say it how we say it all of that matters so that's why i feel like there are just some topics itself that i'm starting to get increasingly uncomfortable with if people have like hot takes that they just drop like every like now and then without to like thinking about it too much like there are some things that ought to be treated with far more gravity uh, and seriousness than what we currently give them also a frustration with the criticism of the hot take i think which is somewhere all of our frustration with how the internet has evolved right and when frances hogan the facebook whistleblower came out with um, her paper like the leaked data from facebook you know one of the things is that outrage is what literally sells is what helps things to travel faster etc and in that kind of a it it takes clickbait to a whole 
other level right like which is i think where the fr- which is where the hot take also comes from honestly originating around 2014 roughly right like when that word began to be used on the internet and which is also where our frustrations with it come from because i think when we're saying there isn't space for nuance we know ourselves as people who work within a digital media company that if you frame a headline a certain way it's more likely to and sometimes we're like yeah let's make it more clickable let's put the nuance in the blurb you know or let's whatever let's do this like there's always a way of balancing things out but you're having to play a game because it is definitely something which favors hot takes which is favors the thing which is most likely to attract maximum attention i feel like if we actually break down our disagreement because clearly we do disagree on this issue to different degrees right all three of us if we break it down i think it's coming down to free speech versus community harm right like how much does somebody's right to free speech extend in places which are apparently not their space why because it could actually cause harm to marginalized communities right so it comes down to free speech versus community harm and nuance versus uh well i don't know what the versus is lack of nuance right basically is it leading to less nuanced discussions or not right so how about we like go through different examples like the jk rowling one to try and understand like where do they ruin discourse and where do they not there was a really amazing like contrapoints video on this like very recently which really stayed with me for one particular point that she had made about this which is the fact that jk rowling and people like her they use a like a rhetorical strategy called mot and bailey so essentially a mot is like the town square the central like something that's on a higher level and the bailey is like around it like the little like settlements the idea is that the mot is an idea that's like um more debate less uh conte- like it's more contestable while the bailey is like more like a very rigid like whatever so the example that she gave is that when people like jk rowling say that i believe trans women are men and trans men are women that's the bailey argument and everyone pounces on them and that's a hot take right like people give these really dangerous hot takes people pounce on them and then they walk that argument back into a into a mot argument which is no all i'm saying is that sex is real and it affects the way we live our lives which is a statement that is not uh like i mean it's true as in like people will not deny that it's it's you know the validity of that but then when you equate these two things as the same thing then what you're doing is you're making this false statement that i believe trans women are men as like something that you can actually think about me like oh yeah actually because sex is stupid when actually they're not the same thing so i feel like that's the case with a lot of hot takes as well like um which people drop with bad faith and bad intentions and they're actually dangerous because when you call them out on it on their hot take they walk it back to some kind of an argument where it seems to make sense and then it kind of changes like the public view about that sentiment and then it goes in this really awful direction and we're seeing that now with JK Rowling especially right like um all the transphobia and like it, people are just so divided on this topic because of the way she frames her hot takes and the way she defends them um so that's a really great example i think of how it can be how it can be dangerous um you can't take things that people say at face value and you always have to like yeah i don't know with the jk rowling example i i totally agree with the point but i also have to say that um i found it like 
there's a podcast which has recently come out called the witch trials of jk rowling right uh, and it's supported by the free speech foundation which talks about the importance of talking about uh, you know like of free speech and upholding free speech and and sort of like anti cancel culture in a way like where public sentiment has moved too much towards shutting people down for what they say and i have to say that that podcast series was really important for me i've listened to almost every episode um and i have to say that it was helpful in actually understanding and being like this is where i stand on this on this point you know and where actually jk rowling's arguments don't stand up so i do feel like of course it crosses a line where it it results in active harm and she's also been questioned about that but i feel it also helps you to understand a hot take what is your belief where does it come from what will you defend what is the indefensible for you i feel like there are better ways to do that no like um doing it, this on the internet also sometimes also like this feels also more hot takes feel also a lot more superficial yeah uh, because it also feels almost like a tool to stay relevant which in this case like lot has been said about jk rowling and her state of relevance hot take exception i i just want to say that i think jk rowling would have well remained relevant without that hot take <laughs> she's so famous and so like she's lost a lot with her hot take and is is treating this as a moral battle clearly at the mm. cost of her fame because she's very very beloved especially in the uh, lgbtq community before she came out with this <laughs> with this take of hers yeah exactly like this podcast doesn't didn't have to like as in the witch trials of jk rowling did not have to exist this whole moral battle did not have to exist if she had just kept her hot takes to herself because if you drop a hot take like that that is so hurtful and people react to it of course it's going to it's going to blow up right then you can't walk it back and say that this is oh my god an attack on my free speech and all of that like come on like you can't say, you can't just be so unaccountable for whatever you're saying that um you expect things to everyone to just like politely disagree with you especially if your hot take is just so harmful okay let's let's pick up another example okay so what about all the pathan hot takes about whether srks are savior like you know where people are tearing up in the hall and buying tickets for pathan means supporting the revolution Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see I mean that's an example of something that's not harmful in like a very tangible sense that somebody is immediately getting affected by it but to the discourse whatever that is yeah because it's it's if you if you actually look at the situation it's it's really sad that the overturn window has shifted so far right that Shahrukh Khan is basically making the same kind of movie as an Akshay Kumar but just because it's Shahrukh Khan it's it's like very beloved and supported and everybody just like it looked at looked to this movie and it's the box office success as a litmus test for where we are on the political spectrum in this nation which is absurd like i don't if it were anybody else who was involved in that movie it wouldn't be like this but then yeah like so again it 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 was just like such a 
to me at least like a really pointless conversation to have <laughs> around this film not harmful but just pointless yeah i i have to say though <laughs> i will defend this hot take because like i think a lot of the people i know who said stuff like this are also people who will also support omar khaled or help out like in other ways like it's not like the rest of the stuff they do is necessarily vacuous or completely removed from uh you know what we might call ground realities or more important political realities but i think it's just you felt really strongly about it because how can they attack sharuk like if they've come for sharuk then what what else is left sort of a thing so i don't know again like while it takes up a lot of space in discourse i i, I don't think this according to me at least i don't think these hot takes harmed anybody we are we're able to have this conversation now like months and months after pathan released and went away i'm saying at the time the problem with the hot take as a format in general <laughs> is that it it does not accommodate any uh nuance or like it's very black and white so if at the time you expressed publicly an opinion that actually patan is overrated i don't think this is whatever people take that to mean that you have no sympathy for sharukh khan which is not true at all like you can have sympathy for what he went through for the fact that you know people came after him his son everything and you can still dislike the movie like both things can be true at the same time but then it like hot takes and responses to hot takes like hot takes responding to other hot takes it they, they just like have no space for accommodating two two simultaneous truths in that way like you have to sort of take a stand unilaterally towards like a, a for multiple things to be true at the same time which isn't necessarily the case with everybody like you know yeah for you Yeah, fair enough. I see both of your point. And let's talk about one example where the free speech versus community harm thing comes up really directly, right? Which is the last example we'll pick up, which is um all the hot takes about the ongoing marriage equality petitions. Um for example, like one of the most popular hot takes was like the Bar Council of India's statement, you know, where they said that this is um not the truth of most of india and like 99.9% indians and this is like furthering the myth again that this is like an urban elitist concept so what do we feel about the hot takes around the marriage equality petitions is it important in the spirit of free speech and like furthering conversations and opening people's minds and cementing our arguments or is it harming uh, the lgbtq community i think more more than answering that that question it bring it brings up another interesting question about like who states do we consider to be like vacuous hot takes because if we see the bar council of india and other boomer like <laughs> or like entities even like newspaper op-eds and like you know the more like serious type of uh, commentators who who have already a platform with which to, uh, from which to say stuff and they frequently drop these opinions those are actually like bad harmful hot takes which we don't acknowledge in that way somehow like uh you know like digital journalism and stuff that's that gets said online is considered more of a hot take than than like these type of uh statements as well right so i mean it equally applies here and in fact maybe it should apply more to people who 
have for so long had free reign to say whatever they felt like because they just had the platform and of course this harms uh not just the petitions but just in general like again people have to find themselves having to defend their like the way they live and like who you are as a person your identity like you know it it's because a statement like that gets so amplified because it comes from an entity that already has a big platform like those again are kind of like hot takes that are really dangerous uh yeah and they also just derail con- like legitimate conversations in the community about like the validity of like seeking same sex marriage recognition versus like is marriage an institution worth fighting for like those kind of conversations are derailed when somebody just like butts in and says something like that you know so yeah you definitely won't see any headline saying bar council gives hot take <laughs> so yeah that's a very important take that like yeah and uh, honestly a lot of op-eds are hot takes but they'll never be called out for being so because it's couched in such boring language you kind of have to be relevant to be hot and i think that's a good note for us to come back to the question that we started with which is whether hot takes are ruining discourse or not so after this whole conversation where i think we've gone through a plethora of takes the history our own takes and our relationship with hot takes where do you stand on this um i think i started more of a no uh but i think after this i'm more towards the middle and uh i do feel like they are they're taking too much space like we've discussed and uh, there are other ways to talk about things more meaningfully yeah whose takes do we dismiss as hot takes like you know like inevitably there are some cases where when people are speaking where others think they ought not to speak they dismiss them as just giving hot takes and we don't have to take it seriously so like there was this um uh, piece um in in slate where the writer julia donor she offered this defense of the hot take um and she said there are two problems with the rise of this like idea of the hot take being leveled against people as criticism uh one is that it's a fundamentally nihilistic critique when you dismiss something as a take you dismiss it as not worth reading the second problem is that uh the take becomes a way to dismiss all opinion analysis and commentary um which is true again like it, so yeah as in who is dismissed for putting out hot takes is also a really important question that i guess like we have to think about i think i think that's very interesting i i will say that i i i started off saying that no they don't ruin discourse but i think as we spoke through a lot of the cases where they can actually be harmful i'm again like i've also come into the middle i will say that i i don't see a like to change the nature of hot take like to change the fact that hot takes exist would be to change the nature of the internet i think we all want to move towards a more mindful world um but i think i also want to say that we shouldn't be afraid of hot takes because sometimes you know that's what leads to that's where interesting ideas come from that's what actually tests our beliefs and in ways which are as important as the more measured the more balanced the more 
I spent 10 days on this. I spent one day on this. But they, they all have their place. That's all I want to say. And I feel like as long as there's some thought in the hot, a hot take <laughs> is, is fine for book. me. <laughs> yeah, no? Yeah, I was, I was really like, there has to be something. Which Rohita is like, I wish, I wish listener, you could see Rohita's expression to that. I feel like a lot of listeners can connect to that reaction to all my lame jokes. But yeah. <laughs> on that note, um, see you again next time. We leave you with this. Thank you for coming to my take talk. <laughs> That's awesome. That also reminds me about Rohita's hot take about the Indian sweets. Never forget yeah. everybody. <laughs> Please send her lots of sweets on her birthday. Indian sweets. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by TS Studios, the production company that brings the Swaddle's creative point of view to original podcasts and films.